This is Angela from Gluten-Free Angela. And this time I'm talking rhubarb, rhubarb, rhubarb because we're at the beginning of the year in 2023. And what happens at the beginning of the year? Well, if you are a fan from Yorkshire or if you love Yorkshire or from Yorkshire, you'll know that that is the centre of the universe when it comes to creating forced, and sorry, growing forced rhubarb. Now, some people love this and some people don't. I personally love rhubarb. And the forced stuff is, if you don't know, Yorkshire is very, very famous for it. There is a triangle and within that triangle, it's where they create rhubarb. And they grow this beautiful rhubarb in the dark and what happens is it grows very very quickly looking for the light and it is light pink and very 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 sweet it's gorgeous stuff it really is and it Yorkshire is famous for it so I love rhubarb um, the stuff that you buy in the supermarkets, it's just grown normally and parts of it are greens, parts of it are pink. But that really fresh tasting stuff is the forced stuff. Um, it's a strange word, isn't it? But it means we force it because it's the way how it's grown. And uh, I was looking, I'm still talking about this recipe, this thing, this food magazine, which is National Geographic Traveller. And this is from autumn 22. And I was, as I was leafing through this little book, I've got a couple of things to talk about, but there's, there's a couple of things that I just thought, wow, we need to have a conversation about this. And one of the, one of the things that I spotted was rhubarb. Now, <clears throat> you will see lots of different things to do with rhubarb. You can just cut it, you can freeze it, you can use it. I, I've got a couple of my go-to recipes and I make a rhubarb and custard cake, which is gorgeous. It really is. And I also love any desserts that are made of rhubarb. And you can also just pair it with a beautiful panna cotta that you make. Again, you don't need a gluten-free recipe for making panna cotta because it shouldn't have anything in it that is wheat or gluten related. So look at panna cotta, look at yogurts, look at, well, plain yogurt. You know me by now. I'm, I'm not, this, I don't like sugar sweet stuff. I love sweet fruits and things, but um, I just find that it's the most beautiful accompaniment to something that's a beautiful cream, a beautiful custard, a few beautiful egg tasting thing, a beautiful yogurt. And one of my favourite things to do is really quite simple. What I do is I just cut it into about one, one inch, one and a half, two inch pieces and just make sure that you cut off all of the leaves and the top of it. The leaves are very poisonous, so you don't want the leaves, okay? And they're not normally sold with the leaves. They may come from farm shops with um, small leaves, but just cut all of that and put it, throw it away. <clears throat> 
throw the bottom of it away because you you can find that the bottom is is a little bit brownish and then just cut it and place it in a dish and we're going to put it on a really really low um put the oven oven on low about 130 140 and what i do is i just drizzle a little bit of i don't know if you have this in your cupboard but i always do and you know the um the um the ginger that's in a jar well that's what i use so i take out a couple of the ginger bulbs you know that are all in that lovely syrup and i cut them chop them up into tiny little pieces honestly they're about two millimeters square and i just chop them up two two like bulbs of the ginger and sprinkle them all over the top of the rhubarb and then i drizzle a couple of tablespoons of that ginger syrup as well <clears throat> and it's amazing and if you've got forced rhubarb the rhubarb is pretty sweet anyway so you don't need any additional sweetness to add to it but this is a recipe that there's no gluten in it there just isn't and so it presents itself to you stewed or like me i take i put a, some foil over the top and then i'll peel the foil off and leave it in there for about 20 minutes because there's little squares of ginger go almost like toffee <clears throat> and i just find that if you've got a panna cotta if you've got a creme brulee and you put this at the side just a a tablespoon of this beautiful forced rhubarb it's not a compote because you cook it on a low heat all of those pieces of rhubarb stay whole they don't turn to slush like you do when you put them in a pan when you put them on too high they're just incredible and the juice comes out of them as well now i like that sour hit but if you want just put a tablespoon of sugar on there honestly try it once and see if you like it if not just add a little bit of sugar okay um i, I the forced rhubarb though for me is is sweet enough um when we get later in the season yeah it you know we have to put sugar in it and then i just put a tablespoon of sugar on that's all i do before i i cook it so and there's this thing here this recipe in this mag magazine and it says um so it is oh they've got hazelnuts so they've made a little bit of a got hazelnuts butter orange sugar egg whites on the bottom that sounds nice doesn't it then they've got the compote and then they've got cream and so you can actually buy or if you make your own granola or things like that or just just break up some beautiful biscuits that you've made or that you like put them in put some natural yogurt in put some cream in put some of the compote on the top honestly the lists are endless we don't use rhubarb enough and then the other thing is once it gets to a certain time in the year you should never have rhubarb from is it after june because then the plants need all of their energy to 
sort of continue flowering and then die down and then be really strong for the next season so I know on the when I had my allotment you never took the rhubarb into July onwards mm. quick sip of tea there but you can get rhubarb you can buy it into I, I bought some at the end of last year so I have no idea where that came from but that was from a farm shop so I don't know where they got it from but it's really good rhubarb you know, not like forced rhubarb, but it was very pink. It was lovely. And with this, so you've got a beautiful, um, beautiful um, recipe here for for that. And as it says, Anna's rhubarb dessert. I don't know if it's on the on the um, website, but hey ho, um, looks really nice. Where are they? It looks as if, hang on a minute. They're not in this country. So these people are Ollie and Anna and they have Horsefjord. So where on earth are they? I'm trying to find out because I've looked at the recipes but I've not actually looked. So in, they're in the fjord somewhere. On the island of Kunoi. Ooh. This looks really nice. And they're, they're doing uh, marinated lamb hearts on the barbecue. You know when there's a certain um, household that you'd love to go to? Um, I think they are in the furrows. Wow. Yeah, because it's a self-governing part of Denmark. Um, so they're in the Faroe Islands. Oh, my word. I didn't realise that you could grow rhubarb out there. Wow. Isn't it in the Faroe Islands where there are no trees? Um, I haven't done all of my re research. I need to do more research. But it looks absolutely incredible. So they have got a recipe here for rhubarb. I'm getting even more excited now about the, the Faroe Islands because we have something in common. We have rhubarb. Um, and something else that you can do, I remember again when I had my allotment and people can make like a path on your lawn. You can actually set, you can pour concrete into a, in, into a large round container and then you can put a huge, huge, huge rhubarb leaf on the top until it dries. And the imprint of the... Um, the, the rhubarb leaf, which is huge, they're almost the size of an umbrella, aren't they? Leaves the most incredible impression within that, that circle that you're making out of concrete. And you can use them as steps and just have a look on Pinterest, etc. You will see um, people who've done that. So I've always wanted to do that. And maybe this is the year that I'm actually going to do... Um, some rhubarb stone so to speak a walkway across my lawn but that's one of those things about rhubarb and I wanted to say something else about rhubarb now there is a chef who I remember when I was young I thought was incredible and I thought he was incredible not only because of his haircut but because I tried one of his recipes that totally blew my mind and that is the amazing Gary Rhodes, who unfortunately is no longer with us. 
However, I wanted to talk about one of the rest, two of the recipes. I will say what introduced me to Gary Rhodes. And I remember I went to a restaurant in Leeds and it was called Brio. And we went to this restaurant and it we ordered bread and butter pudding. Now, this is 20 odd years ago. I ate um, gluten at the time. I probably had problems. That's why I was on antibiotics for nearly 30 years of my life um, with the reaction. And as soon as I have any gluten, it comes out in my skin straight away as well as other things. Uh, but hey, so we went to this beautiful restaurant, uh, this Italian restaurant, Brio, and we had bread and butter pudding afterwards, which totally blew my mind. And it was a panettone uh, bread and butter pudding. And if you have not got one of Gary Rhodes's recipe books yet, you need to get one that has his bread and butter pudding recipe in it. There's, um, it, it was just amazing. And we asked for extra custard and we got extra custard with this panettone dessert. Now you can buy gluten-free panettones. What do you do with them after Christmas if you haven't eaten them? You can make a beautiful bread and butter gluten-free pudding. What happens if you have scones that are so dry? You can make a beautiful bread and butter pudding. So it doesn't have to be bread in a bread and butter pudding, certainly not in gluten-free world. And a lot of them do recommend that you use something like a scone. Uh, so give it a go. But I know this this recipe book that I have from Gary Rhodes, this was my introduction to his amazing and I mean amazing recipe. And I think is this the one that's got bread and butter pudding? Um, no, may, maybe this one isn't. No, it must be one of his other ones. But the one I picked up is the complete cookery year. I don't know the bread and butter pudding maybe in here. I've got quite a few of his. But there is this recipe in here and I don't want you to get too squeamish about what it's using. It's a rabbit and pork, pork pot with rhubarb and mustard soured cream. Now something about rhubarb is it cuts through so oh it is delicious with what can be quite a rich meat so think about pork if you want to have pork with and take this it's a rhubarb and mustard soured cream recipe and the only thing that's in there is forced rhubarb caster sugar dijon whole grain whole grain mustard and soured cream you need to get the book to actually have a look at the recipe, okay? Um, but it is just incredible. It gives a certain depth of flavour that you, you just didn't think was possible. And if we look at certain countries as well, certainly if we look at like Denmark, Copenhagen, places, you know, Norway, and we have a lot of the, they, they will have bacon joints that they cook and, oh, they put them with, pickles and rhubarb honestly it's not just there for the sweet stuff it marries so so well with with other things as well oh my word all right i'd forgotten all about this so have a look at this and i told you what this recipe book was wasn't i uh, gary rose the complete cookery year 
and then when I go a little bit further there is what has to be one of the best 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 recipes of all time you have to tweak it you have to replace the plain flour with a gluten-free flour but it's a champagne rhubarb clafouté yeah I'm going to repeat that again champagne rhubarb clafouté so again forced rhubarb that's what we use because it is so sweet and they put on uh, they say two to three tablespoons of amaretto or kirsch honestly just get loads of alcohol and pour it over uh, but this guy he was just a total total genius he took all of those recipes that people used to make years and years and years ago and he brought them back bigger and better than ever 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 before honestly i just loved his his recipe books they were so beautiful to look at um and not only to look at they were just beautiful to eat as well what on earth is this one i'm gonna uh this i'm not even gonna earth alignage on baked 74 to 75 let's have a quick look at that one i have no idea what this is oh wow now can i just say you know what i was saying earlier about when you actually have the the rhubarb think about them cut into four inch pieces and bake them as i said really slowly um, and cover them as well and you know when you make floating islands which is like a meringue but it's not a crispy meringue now it does says say with brioche on custard and custard but have the custard have the um the floating island type things and just have this forced rhubarb oh my word that looks amazing and that's in april so you can see in april you're still having this and what oh keep looking at different things oh my word so it's saying the clafferty february of course when we're looking at honestly the these recipe books oh my word slow roast shoulder of lamb with jerusalem artichokes and a horseradish sauce that sounds amazing and again if you know somebody who's got a an allotment there will be somebody in that allotment who is overgrown with horseradish and they just dig this stuff up and try and get rid of it so if you want horseradish have a word with somebody who's got an allotment because there'll be somebody there trying to get rid of so much of it and fresh horseradish is just incredible and all of these sort of recipes start to come towards the end of the year because that's when it is amazing to have rhubarb um and i'm just gonna have we're in we're in january now aren't we so i'm gonna have a quick look and see what we have in january from the amazing the late gary road so sweet sweet potato tortilla you could make that no issue whatsoever well there's a broccoli blue cheese and walnut tart i've told you before just use sue's pastry 
and you can do that in no time oh mashed carrot tart with kohlrabi pine nut and coriander dressing again you can make these no issue potato leek and walnut gratin and again you can do that there's no gluten in that baked kohlrabi with bacon and cheese yep nothing in that oh my word this sounds amazing english cabbage plate oh i've got to have a look at that a cheese and onion jerusalem artichoke gratin that sounds lovely there is a little bit of flour it's only half an ounce of plain flour so you can easily swap that out that would be absolutely fine um oh grilled pilchards yum mock grilled hake oh with a blood orange sauce of course january we've got the blood oranges haven't we fillet of gunard with fresh jerusalem artichoke oh wow honestly card with parsnip sauce fresh oh this is my favorite fish of all time fresh turbot and avocado and mango salad here is something that just sounds amazing and like there's part of it that we just can't have but braised seville orange beef with horseradish dumplings it's too difficult um we can make our own dumplings but they're nothing like traditional ones oh my word there are just some incredible incredible um recipes um clementine dumplings with passion fruit syrup yeah i do make steamed puddings gluten-free um oh my word blood orange almond cake i think everybody's got one of those recipes haven't they oh wow do you know what you you don't open a recipe book in years and then when you open it it's like seeing it for the same time all again oh wow here's another one like why don't we have this for christmas baileys custard cream with williams wedges so this is a baileys custard cream you're fine you can make that it's got gelatin in it so just decide which type of gelatin to use and then it's william pears oh wow this is so good i'm telling you i am going to be making so much out of this this is just incredible oh something i can't actually eat anymore because this is something that gives me i get so sick with it but um i remember loving this stuff brown shrimp soup oh my word i i just used to love those when we used to go to ostend i always used to have the brown shrimps love them but i've eaten them twice now over there and every time i've got seriously sick with a really bad migraine so i think i have an allergy to them so i probably won't try them again <laughs> for quite some time oh fried skirt steak with sauteed salsify potatoes oh my word and, and this is what i mean you know gary rhodes grabbed things out of the archives and made them beautiful once again and in the back of the book was all the basics about salmon stock fish stock different types of stock how to make bread sauces if you need a source of any description um make sure you're using the 
is it on my website I'll, I'll get it on the website in the next week or so but you make your sauce with corn flour I know I've mentioned this in one of the previous podcasts but we just make it with corn flour and then you can add cheese to put it over like a, a cauliflower cheese you can add blue cheese if you want a blue cheese sauce honestly any white sauce that you need at all so th this is this is just such an exciting exciting book to read and honestly I don't know if you like me I will this is what I did when I when I went gluten-free and and I hated it because a lot of the gluten-free books the recipe books were basics and showing you how to modify things so when we go back and we actually pick up a beautiful beautiful cookery book we realize all we have to do is swap if it's only half an ounce or an ounce of flour you can swap that for a normal gluten-free flour and it will work honestly just give things a go i do you know what this book is staying out for the next couple of weeks i'm going to be making so many recipes out of this and, and i just thought let's celebrate i have had this recipe book i don't know how long the the pages in the cover is a turning brown uh, let's have a quick look oh so this is it's saying 2003 so this is about 20 years old bless him gary rose in my mind one of the best best chefs we've ever seen because he took old-fashioned recipes and make them new and delicious once again so this is to gary rose absolutely love that guy it is such a shame he's no longer with us such a shame but if you have any of his recipe books open them read them get immersed and love every single recipe that he created for us so that's a little bit about you know what we can do a little bit about rhubarb recipes what's out there and gary rose what an inspiration he he his recipes are just legendary i love them so anyway with that i am going to get off thank you so much for spending the last half an hour with me and uh i really really look forward to speaking to you again soon um this is 2023 and this is the year that we shouldn't worry about what we need to create what we need to do is look and think right how do i swap this right i need a pastry there's a there's a decent pastry there that i can get it's already made i can just start to use that start that way with pastry and honestly that sue's pastry is lovely some of the more commercial stuff i just leave <laughs> i don't touch i don't like them. the taste is okay it's just the texture but i i use that one you use whatever you like but do not be afraid of making sausage rolls of, of making a pie of anything and when you see something like in a clafouté it's just needing half an ounce of flour swap it it may not be exactly the same, but you know what? You're still going to make a beautiful, beautiful clafouté. So I cannot wait. I'm going to be going up to Leeds in the next few days and I cannot wait to get to Tomlinson's Farm Shop in Pudsey for some false rhubarb 
because they are one of the powerhouses in that Yorkshire triangle of growing beautiful forced rhubarb and I will be getting some of that and making the most delicious clafouté and uh, enjoying every single delicious mouthful so you take care I will see you again soon this is Angela from gluten-free Angela hope you enjoyed it I have loved spending time with you you take care see you soon bye bye